Hey everyone, this is Phil Albertelli from The Week in Doubt. And so there's a story that's been bothering me, and I didn't feel like waiting until the next official episode to discuss it. So here I am, I'm pretty sure I don't have to work tomorrow. Turned out to be a bit of a long weekend for me. Uh, no script, you don't know what I'm gonna say, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Got a belly full of, uh, Jaeger and Coke. Coca-Cola, not the other kind of Coke, or I'd probably sound a lot more alert. Uh, but anyway, joking aside, it's the story of a young atheist lawyer hacked to death in Bangladesh. And it uh, understandably really disturbed me. And I guess this actually isn't an isolated case. It seems to be uh, an ongoing trend of atheists or uh or people who advocate a secular worldview being murdered in um, this particular part of the Muslim world. And as I said, no script. Uh, all I have here before me is an NPR article, so I'll probably read a bit from that. And it's April 10th as I'm recording this, and this story is dated the 7th, so just a few days ago. And it looks like it's by Camilla... Dominoski. Hopefully I didn't butcher that too badly. And it's entitled Atheist Law Student Hacked to Death in Bangladesh. And there's a picture which uh, perhaps I'll include in the YouTube version. And the caption is Bangladeshi students protest on Thursday seeking the arrest of three motorcycle riding assailants who hacked and shot student activist Nazimuddin Samad to death as he walked with a friend in Dhaka, Bangladesh. And it looks like that caption and the photo, I believe, are from the Associated Press. So here it goes. A 28-year-old atheist law student has been killed in Bangladesh. The attack follows a string of murders last year targeting outspoken advocates of secularism. Nazimuddin Samad, a student at Jagannath University, was hacked and shot on Wednesday night while he was walking in Bangladesh's capital, Dhaka, the Associated Press reports. Multiple attackers who were reportedly riding on a motorcycle have not been identified. They escaped while praising Allah, according to the news service. Samad was an outspoken atheist who criticized radical Islam and promoted secularism on his Facebook page, the AP writes. It adds, and here's a quote, A supporter of Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina's secular Awami League party, Samad also took part in the movement that successfully pushed for prosecutors to have more scope for going after suspected war criminals. The Dhaka Tribune describes him as an activist with that movement, which is called Ghana Jagarin Mancha, I think. Man, is that a mouthful. The perpetrators and the motive haven't been identified by police, the BBC reports. And I just have to pause there for a second. And this reminds me of a recent story I also covered. I forget the specifics, but it was what was obviously a religious murder. And yet they said something that, you know, police are still seeking a motive or, or whatever. And I understand due process and all that. And, you know, the police have to be responsible in uh, what they say publicly. But the perpetrators and the motive haven't been identified by police. But then if we jump back up two paragraphs, they escaped while praising Allah, 
Uh, and the guy and the person they murdered was openly atheistic and supported secular politicians. So I don't think we need Scooby in the gang to try to find out what happened here. Then it's it, it, right, right below that. It says last year, at least four secular bloggers were hacked to death in Bangladesh and a publisher who worked with one of those bloggers was stabbed to death. After one of those murders, the editor of the Dhaka Tribune, Zafar Saban, spoke to NPR's Robert Siegel about the rising tension between secularists and Islamists in Bangladesh. And actually, I'll play the embedded clip here. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed and hope this doesn't get a content ID on uh, YouTube. A blogger was hacked to death today in the capital of Bangladesh, Dhaka. Police say three men armed with knives murdered Washiko Rahman on a busy street near his home. This comes just weeks after a similar slaying of another blogger, a Bangladeshi-American, Avijid Roy. For more on this, we're joined by Zafar Soban. He's editor of the English-language Dhaka Tribune. Mr. Soban, welcome to the program. Hello, Robert. And help us understand who Washiko Rahman was and how prominent was he. Well, Washiko Rahman was part of a group of free-thinking some might say atheistic bloggers. They were part of something called the Logical Forum. Uh, Avijit Roy was part of this community. And it's a very vibrant, a very lively community. And they're very open about uh, their views. They are skeptical about religion. The worrisome fact is while Avijit Roy was a very prominent member of this community, uh, Washikur Rahman was a less prominent member, which is scary because it suggests that essentially anyone who is part of this community is now on the radar screen of the killers. Did this uh, circle of bloggers, were they given to publishing insults to the Prophet Muhammad? Not at all. They were respectful in their critiques. They did not critique Islam solely. They were critical of all organized religions. So it was Islam, Hinduism, Christianity. They have been accused of insulting and abusive language, but I have found no evidence of this. This is the fourth such attack on a writer in Bangladesh since 2004. Are they connected? Are these attacks believed to be connected? Well, it's hard to say because we don't exactly know who is responsible, but we do know that it's clear that these are radical, militant, fringe Islamist organizations who feel that these bloggers were ideological enemies, enemies of Islam, and there is an ideological battle going on between them and the free thinkers. Are surviving members of this community getting any special police protection these days in light of the evident danger of, of, uh, of being a blogger of this sort. They're getting no protection whatsoever, and they have uh, abundance of evidence in terms of how dangerous it is. In fact, Avijit, for instance, suffered many death threats and nothing was done. I think clearly what we're seeing here is a failure on the part of law enforcement, and I think that's something they absolutely must do a better job of going forward. Do you have any explanation for why these attacks have become more common in the past couple of years, that there have been three such killings since 2013 and uh, the one before that was in 2004? Is something going on in Bangladeshi society that would explain that? Yeah, recently over the last couple of years, we have had war crimes trials in Bangladesh. This is to do with our war of independence in 1971. And most of the people who have been put on trial are Islamists. 
they were people who were collaborating with the Pakistan Occupation Army back in 1971. Now, war crimes trials are very important. However, I think the downside is that they have been painted as a movement against uh, religious people, against Islamists. So I think as a result, those who are of a religious bent feel targeted. I think they feel as though they are on the defensive. And so they have decided to step up their opposition and step up their campaign of terror and violence. Zafar Soban, thank you very much for talking with us. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Mr. Soban is editor of the English language Dhaka Tribune in Bangladesh. All right. That was actually an interesting little interview. And I was listening to it for the first time along with you guys there. And I think the silver lining here, if you can even say there is one, considering how horrible this violence is, is that there's these budding atheist and secular movements in Bangladesh, this place where you might not even think such a thing was possible. And, uh, of course, at the top of the story, uh, the article was even referencing a secular movement within the Bangladeshi political system. So I think that's pretty exciting, and that's definitely a ray of hope. And, of course, the negative side, we have people being brutally murdered simply for their religious beliefs or lack thereof. And I'm always saying on this show how, you know, I'm kind of a lone wolf. I value independent thinking so much that I don't even really go out of my way to try to join any atheist organizations or anything like that because I'm so wary of groupthink, etc. And so I usually hesitate to refer to myself as part of an atheist community. But I'm going to make an exception here. So here we have in a part of the world where we probably wouldn't expect it. This growing secular movement comprised of free thinkers, atheists, etc. And they're being murdered, being hacked to death, being stabbed, simply because their critical thinking skills lead them to the conclusion that, you know, religions are man-made or whatever. So, in a sense, these people are our brothers and sisters. I don't know if they have women in their organization. I hope they do. But in the sense that they're fellow free thinkers, secularists, however you want to put it, they are our brothers and sisters, our, our brothers and sisters on the other side of the world getting hacked to death. And even if they weren't fellow atheists or uh, secularists or whatever, even if they were fellow Muslims who, in the eyes of their murderers, belong to, quote unquote, the wrong Muslim sect— Whatever their beliefs were, they're living, breathing human beings, and they're being hacked to death because they're smart enough to question organized religion, or at least um, supernatural faith claims. And I think that's something I'll never really be able to wrap my head around, how a person can not only murder another human being in general, but murdering another human being in, in the name of religion. If your God wants you to kill people simply for not believing in him, you might want to ask yourself if that's a God worth worshiping. Maybe that sounds blasphemous, too bad. I think it's uh, an important moral question, one that you should probably ask yourselves. Not you, my fellow non-believers, but 
the radicals out there, the people who are even willing to entertain the idea of killing another human being in the name of religion. So I'm just going to call it quits. I think I need to talk about this story. Uh, recording this episode was kind of cathartic for me. And hopefully you guys um, got something out of it too. So, all right, until next time.